Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and uh, hopefully not good night to all of you. Welcome to another episode of Pending Moderation, the podcast where it's me and my buddy Mark talking about things that we love talking about and giving it for everyone to to have a listen to. <laughs> we appreciate all of the listeners we've had over there, and well, by there I mean everywhere else in the world. And we especially appreciate those of you who are listening to this for the first time. Uh, for everyone else, welcome back. My name is Fo, and this is my buddy Mark. Hello. <laughs> and today we are going to be discussing Pokemon. Uh, we'd love to get you guys all involved in one of our um, conversations. In the description of this episode, you will see a link. Uh, that will take you to the Podbean website, which is the um, the website that is hosting our podcast. Feel free to comment over there, join us in any discussions, and tell us what you would love to see from us going forward. And in all honesty, thank you for listening. So, Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Mark? Oh, are we talking about Pokemon today by any chance? Uh, well... Uh, yeah, I think so. Let me just look about. All yes, right. we're talking about Pokemon. We're talking about. I looked at my notes. It says Pokemon in capital letters. That means we're talking about Pokemon. Fantastic. <laughs> so tell me, this is a, a franchise that has essentially taken over the world at some point. Uh, they started releasing games a while back, and Nintendo started making mad money off of Pokemon uh, Red, Pokemon Green and all the subsequent follow-up games that followed this dual course. But what they did was they diversified. They started selling Pokemon cards. They started selling um, an anime that also came out. And we were all introduced to this world of Pokemon in a very different way. Mark, how were you introduced to Pokemon? Well, um, Pokemon for me probably started with the anime. And then around the same time, I would have had one or two friends who would have started getting cards. Um, I would never, I never was able to, you know, afford the Pokemon cards and stuff like that. So I would just play, you know, other people's, with other people's cards. And then eventually a friend got uh, Pokemon Game Boy or Game Boy on Pokemon. I can't remember. I think he got blue. And we were just like sit at break and play Pokemon Blue, which is kind of a weird thing to think about that you would like literally take turns, like just hitting A. But yeah, that's what we did. It like because Pokemon was just that addictive. It was it was that uh, all-consuming. You know, you got to catch them all. They would like drill it into you. Um, so ever since I was a little boy, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to catch them all. And when Pokemon Go came out, that's what I wanted to do, is I wanted to just catch them all. But, like, I, for me, them all means, like, 150. Maybe Johto's extra 100. It doesn't, like, the new stuff is, is a bit uh, uh, beyond my or beyond my time or whatever they say. <laughs> How about you, Philly? How did you get into Pokemon? Well, I mean, I discussed a little bit of it on our podcast about gaming past, present, and future. But I also was um, introduced to Pokemon by the anime that came out. It used to play on TV. And I used to watch this kid called Ash. And I was like, yo, this kid is pretty cool. Um, He's catching all these different type of Pokemon. 
for why is there so much emphasis on Pikachu? Um, and then I went to school and my friend gave me a Game Boy that uh, he lent me a Game Boy that I could play Pokemon Yellow on. And Pokemon Yellow was the game that was released um, following the anime, following Ash, and you've got a Pikachu that is out of its ball, and you're running around with this Pikachu. The only issue I had with this game was it was in German. But the gameplay loop was so simple that you could learn how to play that game on is it under any language. So you had to learn how to catch different Pokemon. Luckily, each Pokemon had a different name. So you know, okay, I've got a different Pokemon because the name is different and the picture is different. And I started learning more about uh, Pokemon lore by simply watching the anime that was out. Uh, I never got interested in Pokemon cards, but I did start playing the games as they came out and I started enjoying playing the games as they came out. And I, I still play Pokemon Go to this day. I am on my path to getting a shiny Mew. Um, I have got a shiny Ditto and I've got a couple of other shiny Pokemon. Um, I also have a perfect, lucky, uh, shiny Charizard, which was my crown jewel. That's what I wanted to get in Pokemon Go. So the next thing I'm aiming to get is a shiny Mew. And as Mark has said, because we were introduced to Pokemon at such an early age, we were introduced to Pokemon in its rawest form, the Kanto region, where they only have 150 Pokemon. And it's where Ash started his journey, where he met the Spearows and he met the, um, uh, the Pidgeots. And for me, that world was very fleshed out. It made sense, given the, the region that it encompassed. And games that has come along since then has sought to expand the region and expand your understanding of Pokemon. And at some point, I just I just got lost because there was there was just so many Pokemon. You know, I I just want to play with my 151 Pokemon, and I want to want to live in that world. But one thing that always kind of stood out for me about this game was that everything is canon. The com the anime is canon. The games are all canon. And also the Pokemon cards are canon. So if you get a Pokemon card that gives a certain effect when you play it. So let's say you have a uh Poke a Pikachu card and you use Thundershock and then you find out that if you get another card or something that has thunder, it does significantly more damage than Thundershock. You go to the game, you're able to take that logic and apply directly to whichever Pokemon game that you were playing. And that was the first time I was introduced to a world that was so interconnected on so many different franchises. It was, it just, it blew my mind, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it is all, it is all produced by the same company. The Pokemon company just partners with other people, but they have always got sort of creative oversight over it. They have partnered with... Uh, Nintendo and Game Freak. Um, initially, they partner with you know uh, all these other things. Like, but the Pokemon Company is the big thing. So it was actually funny um, because of that. That uh, it's not like so commonly known. When Pokemon Go came out, 
Um, the company that launched that I Pokemon uh, partnered with is called Niantic, and a lot of people assumed it was Nintendo and bought Nintendo shares, uh, despite Nintendo having nothing to do with Pokemon Go at all. So, yeah, I, I just that's just that was a little interesting attitude. Like the Pokemon sort of has this like uh, really tight oversight over sort of anything licensed by Pokemon. That's why you don't see like a super like a lot of uh, fan made content going man- mainstream, and you don't see a lot of um, sort of small Pokemon games. Everything is sort of like a full on proper production because Pokemon is that heavy on it. And then I want to just add one thing: is the they do sort of differ between games to the card game to certain platform games, certain Certain things have different sort of mechanics for for how the the skills and damage and stuff is calculated, but every single one of them um, has the same scaling, like you said. So like it'll be uh, thunder shock, then thunderbolt, then um, thunder. Thund- it, it, it will it will never be the a different order to that because it's for children to know that like this one is bigger than that one, this one is bigger than that one. That's why they have the rock paper scissors approach in the beginning to to Pokemon types as well. Of you know, like water is gonna beat fire, fire is gonna beat grass, grass is gonna beat rock. You know, like these these things. It's kind of intuitive and it's easy to learn, and you just learn it once as a child, and then you sort of know that forever. So yeah, yeah Pokemon made it very easy to get hooked. I could put, if I could put it that way. Yeah, and it was also the fact that uh, once you were hooked in the Pokemon world, it was very difficult to get pulled out of that. Because I had, um, I've been playing Pokemon for a long time now, and I've been trying to stop playing Pokemon. But every time you decide, okay, no more Pokemon for me, you just get that one little spark of inspiration, and you think to yourself, all right, all right. I'll give a I'll I'll give this Pokemon Go thing a try, and that led me down a spiral where I I was doing every community day and I was trying to catch all of the yep. different shinies and I was like, geez, what on earth has happened to me? <laughs> I don't quite understand how. Luckily, I stopped before it was to to that level. Um, <laughs> I caught I caught um, I basically caught uh, all 150 that were available because Mew wasn't available. Yeah, and. I was playing from from where I live on the farm, so it's it's quite a distance from from town, and there weren't very many Pokestops anywhere at that time, so I would have to drive to play Pokemon. Jeez. So it used to cost me petrol money to play <laughs> Pokemon. So, yeah. <clears throat> Needless to say, I don't play Pokemon Go anymore, because that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah well you know i keep getting a notification from google telling me that there is cheap gas near me despite the fact that i don't have a car yeah <laughs> like do you know that i i use like fucking public transport when i go around they're like no 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 get cheap gas so i'm like yeah okay 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 but you could you could get cheap gas though like <laughs> you, you sounded just like those mature women in my area that are looking to hook up with me. So just like them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. 
So let's let's start this conversation from one angle, and let's discuss the anime because the anime was how we got hooked into the show, and we watched Ash Ketchum work through uh, Ketchum, sorry, work through the different regions of Pokemon. He started, of course, in the Kanto region, and it's it was the the time I got hooked into Pokemon, watching Ash work with these different type of Pokemon and not catching them all. He, he only yeah. had one plan. He wanted to catch everything, and then he would just let Pokemon go or let Pokemon not evolve. Like yeah. my biggest issue with him is Pikachu. Like I hate Pikachu as a character. Uh, as a Pokemon, you can always evolve him into Raichu, which is much more superior than Pikachu. Well, no, no, it's not necessarily true. There, there is canon. There's the canon explanation for it. What is the candid explanation? Um, that Pikachu stays for, uh, gains higher speed um, oh, yeah. than Raichu does. Raichu gains higher special attack, but uh, um, Pikachu is higher in speed if you keep it as a Pikachu. So the idea is that your Pikachu should attack first or hit first. Yeah, no, I'd rather get a Sizzle. <laughs> so... No, I mean, yeah. There's well, I mean, a sizzle versus a Pikachu. A sizzle versus a Pikachu is not going to do very well anyway. <laughs> but he will be faster. <laughs> yeah, but he will also be very susceptible to lightning. True. Well, true. Is steel is steel is steel not susceptible to lightning? I can't remember now. I don't think steel is is um, susceptible to. But he still got he still got bug though. Yeah, but he'll be faster. <laughs> I would much rather yeah, use a sizzle, who is much yeah, faster. That's true. No, yeah, facts, and... big facts. I like Scizor as well. I like <laughs> Scyther actually more than Scizor. I think Scyther is a way cooler looking Pokemon. But uh, Scizor is the evolved form, so it's it's better. Well, I I think Scizor is a better looking Pokemon. But we have our opinions on it. With 151 different Pokemon, we could have yeah. opinions on every single Pokemon. We might have 151 different op- opinions. Exactly. You look at one Pokemon and you're like, yo, this Pokemon looks terrible. It just looks like a bunch of, like, like, yell- like it, it looks like ooze. I'm going to be honest. I don't understand most of the new, com- most of the new Pokemon. They are um, very confusing. There's one that is just a trash bag. It's a trash bag. There's one that is a candlestick holder. And when it evolves, it has more candles. There's one that's like a, a, an ice cream cone. And when it evolves, it has more ice cream cone heads. So yeah, new Pokemon, they, they're certainly scraping the bottom, bottom of the barrel. But back when they started out with uh, their 151, their Pokemon were Pokemon that you could... Animals that you could actually see living in a world. Like Stantler... Oh wait, Stantler's from Johto. But still, yeah. Stantler is a deer Pokemon that you can find where you find deer. You can use the example of uh, Pidgey and Spiro and things like that. Yeah, like, it does beg a very uh, um, a few like very weird um, questions in the anime series. Like so, in the anime series, it's obviously aimed at children, and so Ash isn't the smartest either. And like oh. you have to sort of suspend your disbelief as well. He is a ten year old going through the world, so he is naive. But like he's also like watched Pokemon on TV. According to this show, right? He's watched that Pokemon battle show every yeah. day. 
he watches that like the 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 Pokemon League, and he watches all these things. So how the fuck does he know nothing about Pokemon? Let- like he relies entirely on the information in the Pokedex and his Pikachu miming things to him. I suspend your disbelief. I yeah. Suspe- okay. So that, okay. Fine. So disbelief suspended, right? What do they? What do they eat? Pokemon. They eat Pokemon. There's a point in the game where I went to into a restaurant. I don't know which game. I think it was probably Ruby that I was playing. And I went into a restaurant. They went, we stock fresh Magikarp here. And I was like, all right. So they eat the Pokemon. Yeah. But now, now, now there's Pokemon. There's Pokemon who work in the kitchen cooking other Pokemon for people to eat. How is that different from a chef preparing chicken for you to eat? Because the chef isn't a chicken. <laughs> well, the, well, the machep isn't a chicken it, either. The machep yeah, is something. He's but not it's a, a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some say people are Pokemon as well. Because if animals can be caught with a Pokeball, what's to stop them from catching a person with a Pokeball? I'm pretty sure Mewtwo would have... Wait, did Mewtwo make a clone of Ash? I don't, no, no, I no. don't know. No, 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 no. No, he made a clone of, of other Pokemon. But Mewtwo yeah. is a powerful Pokemon, and he has that type of power. In the, the Detective Pikachu movie, uh, spoilers ahead for everyone, he essentially took someone's soul and put it in a Pikachu. He, he transferred someone's soul into a Pikachu. That's true. If you have that kind of power as a Pokemon, and you can catch this Pokemon with an Ultra Ball. Who says you can't catch people? I, I would go around catching people, trying to catch people. Well, like, I don't think there's any canon for Pokemon. People are Pokemon yet. But there is a fan theory that says that Nurse Joy is a Pokemon. That's why they all look the same in every different place. Well, I heard that because of that war that happened, that killed off almost all of like the... Um, the army age people before uh, the first Pokemon game happened. Lieutenant Surge, one of the gym leaders, does talk about this war that happened that he was he was a lieutenant in and he fought really well in this war. But there was most likely a war beforehand that killed off like a bunch of people and a bunch of Pokemon. And then they needed to uh, make things more accessible to other people. So the theory was they took Nurse Joy and um, Officer Jenny and cloned them to make sure that there are people who are able to heal up Pokemon and there are people who are able to um, keep the peace all over this um, region. And that's why they all look the same because they're all clones. That's crazy. (laughs) I was like, geez, there's this whole Pokemon war that happened at some point. It could be something that Mewtwo started and that's why it's in his cage. Because Mewtwo is part of the, the canon as he was yeah. created by Team Rocket. And yeah, by Giovanni. Yeah, yeah Giovanni's great villain. <laughs> you, you tend to face up, face up against him. And first time you play him, it's just the hardest battle ever. Second time you yeah. battle him, you're like, ah, oh, this is even worse. And then like the last time you battle him, you are essentially on the cusp of becoming the best Pokemon trainer. In the world, yeah, it depends. It depends how much you like to train in game and how good oh, your team is. Yeah, but we'll get to we'll get to that that later because we're still talking anime right now, 
And mm. as an anime, as an anime villain, he is also really awesome because like they made him have more depth than just like oh i'm this evil guy with evil reasons for evil things um he had like uh he has like the, he has an overarching goal that he's trying to achieve you know he's trying to like keep things moving a certain way um it, he seems more mysterious they keep a lot of his in- intentions hidden they keep him in the sh- in the shadows you know and his only sort of public appearance which most people didn't know was that he is the gym leader of uh, whatever city it is. I can't remember now. Uh, Viridian um, City. Viridian City, yes, that's it. Yeah. So, so like, and most people don't know that he's the set, he's the team rocket leader. They just know that that he's this mysterious gym leader who comes there every now and then when there's a challenger. Yeah. Like. And, that's it. And all he wanted to do, he wanted to. So his intentions were definitely evil. You know, he yep. wanted to, he wanted to enslave all Pokemon in the world, uh, but he ran the whole thing like a business. You know, generally people are evil in games or in shows just for evil's sake. Oh, this guy is evil. He's gonna try and murder a bunch of people. Whereas he and was he like, for the profit motive, yeah, yeah. He's like, this is my motive. It's we like have to people already people are already basically make dog fighting or like like the essentially the, the equivalent of animal dog fighting. You know, yeah. Um, that's that's essentially legal so what he's doing in that context is is only like one or two steps worse you know <laughs> yeah and everything he targeted was something that would um further his goal like he targeted the master ball because that would make his job easier and would also fast track his whole organization yeah but yes what i don't understand bit. right like yeah. is it jesse and james that are just incompetent or do do the is Pikachu actually a high demand Pokemon? I I would rather catch another Pikachu, one that wasn't as stubborn. But yeah. Ash's Pikachu was something special. Uh, Jesse and Joan, uh, James wanted it because it always surpassed every other every other standard you have for them. They have yeah. a talking meow. Yeah, I, I, I'm well aware of the talking me out. I would have made a lot of money off of a talking me out. I just, you know, I, I'm just I like, just... the mouth will talk, and then no one in the Pokemon world is like, oh, your mouth talks. That's crazy. Yeah, they're like, oh, that, that, let's go get this Pikachu. So then they mention off to get the Pikachu. But think of think of what that Pikachu has achieved. Now, yeah, yeah, it has... it's, a, it's a legendary Pikachu, yeah. Exactly. It took out Brock. Like, a Pikachu took out Brock. And yeah. Brock had like rock Pokemon, and he he managed to beat Brock by having such a heavy type advantage. And every other time Ash came across a Pokemon that had a type advantage against him, he would choose Pikachu, and he would finish a fight with Pikachu. And that Pikachu was already at a higher level than it had any right to be, and it was That's very true. powerful. Um, think about when he took on Surge. Oh well, first time he took on Surge. He got wrecked by Surge. Yeah. And then, then of course, he got the Zenkai boost, like in Dragon Ball Z. And he's like, cool, he's got a Zenkai boost. He's stronger now. He's going to go take on Surge. And then he uses <laughs> his speed to take out the right. Pikachu learned, Pikachu learned agility. Yeah. It's just, it's astounding to have a Pokemon that is that powerful. Um, and you're following it. That's basically the Raichu versus Pikachu argument. It is literally yeah. like Pikachu just hits faster. That's yeah. the only reason. That would be the only reason to keep it a Pikachu. I basically don't like Pikachu that much, so I just evolve, yeah. throw, it. throw it in the box and leave it. 
Yeah, you know, you, give all the, <laughs> you get the, the Pokedex entry. You're like, cool, I've got a Raichu now, and then put it in the box, and that's where it lives. <laughs> yep. But this is your house now. <laughs> this is your house. You live here now. <laughs> and he's just at, um, at Professor Oak's uh, area behind his house, his farm, just living there. I sure hope that becomes canon. <laughs> well, the thing is, Ash gets Professor Oak to take care of all of his Pokemon because, yeah. you know, Professor Oak and his mom are friends or whatever. Let's say friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but here's the, here's the thing. You in the games aren't Ash. No. So, so your stuff just so sits your in po- a box. Your Pokemon just sits in there. Just sit in the Pokeballs <laughs> in a box in like a digital storage device. <laughs> so, so at one point, like, Ash is like, I've got a cool setup, you know. This guy loves my my uh, mother, and I think he's my dad. But still, he's <laughs> looking after my Pokemon. What do you got? You're like, I've got this here box, you see, and you open it up, and it's just like fucking moth flies out, <laughs> moths fly out. It's like cobwebs all over it. You're like, yeah, these are the first six Pokemon I caught. I just put them here, like they're safe here. <laughs> but yeah, the Pokemon anime, however, journeys through um, this whole. Kanto region, and he he sees different areas of the Pokemon world, and it really stepped up when it came to fleshing out different areas in the world. Like the Charisific Valley is the first one that comes to mind, which is just a valley that is filled with Charizards. Um, they are there's also that guy who had the dojo where he's like, I'm gonna defeat a hundred trainers, and then after I defeat a hundred trainers. Then I will become an actual gym. You, know, you have the, the other two trainers, uh, other two fighting gyms where they have the conflicting dojo, which is in the same building. And you essentially get to choose the punches of the kicks. Yeah, the punches of the kicks. And it's just they, they fleshed out the world so well that at the end of the day, him moving to another region and starting their journey over and over and over again kind of got a little bit too much for me but i still had the games and the games also went through this progression where you started in the kanto region then as the newer game came out you were introduced to a new region the johto region and then you were introduced to the hoenn region and the Sinnoh region and all the other regions that come from there the only difference is each region you started anew unless you got a game that bridged both of them like pokemon emerald which had silver and gold, oh, like yeah. Pokemon in it, um, and a yeah, couple of other games. In yeah, Pokemon Gold and Silver, you could backtrack to Kanto. That was cool. Yeah. So you, you had to make sure you had a game that encapsulated that as well. But that's how it differed from the TV show. What was your favorite story arc in the TV show? Um, yeah, so I still... For, for nostalgic reasons, I enjoy the original um, um, sort of first two seasons. Um, preferring the second season, which is, I think, the, the Orange League. Ooh. Um, because in the beginning, um, it shows Ash as like this sort of overly incompetent sort of trainer where like that's why where we said earlier like it's sort of annoying that a, that a kid who's basically obsessed about pokemon till from like, like till the age of nine or ten 
finally gets Pokemon and then somehow fucking doesn't remember a single thing about Pokemon. <clears throat> that That's a bit annoying. But you sort of see his journey sort of experientially learning about Pokemon in the first season. He stumbles a lot. He makes mistakes a lot. He doesn't understand type differences until he gets like it pointed out to him. He still forgets that a lot in the in the first season. And then sort of in the second season, he's more of a more competent of a trainer, you can say. And you can see his learning sort of like the the detail one of the finer details, but like the more like nuanced parts of like fighting uh, about the Pokemon fighting. Like, oh, if a person is using a fire type, I should at least try and use a water move or a ground move or something like that. It's not going to be, you know, grass. I'm not going to, like, raise a leaf <laughs> a fire type, you know. So eventually he does learn that. And then in the Indigo League at the end, you get to see Ash, you know, actually taking part in, like, a proper competition. And then also it's a, it's a different type of... Uh, um, uh, sort of league final or whatever where they have to do different challenges and they have to do all sorts of different things as opposed to just you know straight up battles um so it was a pretty cool uh season in general and then i liked the johto season as well but much more the cancer that's that's nostalgia you know that's where it is oh uh, how about you how about you philly i would say the exact same thing that you did uh, I was always I was taken aback when I first um, came to season two, or when I started watching season two. I was like, "Yo, I'm here for the battles. I want to see different battles." And then he got involved in the Orange League, and each gym had him do a different thing to show his control and his competency over a Pokemon. And for me, his best battle that he has ever had was that final battle where he took on. Um, the reigning champion, and that dude pulls out a Dragonite at the end, and Ash is like, yo, I've got to work on weakening this Dragonite, and I can't actually rely on Pikachu to be the one to pull me through this. And he pulls out that Charizard at the end, because he realizes the only Pokemon that he has that can stand up to this Dragonite yeah. is his Charizard. Despite the fact that Pikachu is a legendary Pokemon. And it also built on the um, fact that Ash had gone into the Indigo League just before that. And he was wrecked in the Indigo League. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he arrived. He, he was shown how, how little he actually knew. Yeah. And so that season built on that. And the Hoens or the Johto season also built on that. They went, cool, he doesn't know anything about Pokemon. Actually, he has to learn a little bit more. But... Each subs a subsequent season that came after that had his knowledge just reset back to the beginning. Where he's like, he starts a new region, he has a Pikachu, and he's like, oh, it's a fire Pokemon? Okay, let's use Pikachu to take out the fire Pokemon. Oh, it's a grass Pokemon? Cool. Uh, grass is weak against electric, right? And I understand that each new season was to promote another new game that came out. Yeah. So a new game came out, a new region came out, and because of a new game, it had new um, new people watching the anime. So they realized a new market, so they had to reset Ash back to, to where he was to keep up with those people who were just learning about the game as is. And from what I hear, 
the anime has gone all the way through, and Ash has finally become a Pokemon, um, well, a master, I guess. He won one of the leagues. I think it was the Master League. Oh, he's a Pokemon and... champion. Yeah, I think yes. he. I think that's the term. Yeah, he's a he's one champion. He's a champion of one of the leagues. Mm. So he finally became a champion of a league, and now they bring in his story to a close. So the anime is no longer going to be following and Ash as his Ash and his Pikachu, but they will be switching over to new protagonists going forward which I think is a good way to introduce the show to newer new audiences. Because we have been watching Pokemon for like 10 years now. We've seen the same guy just reset. I would much rather have someone who is new to the region, new to the anime, someone who gives a fresh perspective on it, and maybe someone who has a different goal than Ash. Because Ash always wanted to be a Pokemon master, what if we have a show based on someone who just wants to study Pokemon and one of his um, lackeys, uh, for lack of a better term, is someone who wants to be a Pokemon, um, a Pokemaster or Pokemon Master or Pokemon Champion. So to have a fresh perspective on this would be great for me. Uh, what do you think about that? No, I completely agree, dude. I think um, it would be nice to... Um... I don't know, like, I understand that they want to keep introducing new things and selling new things and that going backwards in the anime probably isn't the most profitable idea. But I would like to uh, see spin-off things like The Rise of Brock, you know. Oh, yes. Who, who, who is Tracy really? Um, like, what did all these dudes, like, like some background to Misty or Misty the later years, you know, what is Misty doing, like, as a you know, now experienced, you know, after her adventures with Ash, running a gym and stuff like that. Um, or even, you know, see like an actual, you know, sort of anime of, you know, the, the playthrough of the games. Um, anything like that, that would be, would be a really cool idea. Um, even if they maybe took like a perspective of the, the different professors, you know, like yeah. the path to becoming a professor, like what do they do? What do they go through? That could be a cool, a cool uh, a viewpoint to take the anime from. And then I agree, like, it, I think they should abandon Ash and start like new region, new character, you know, like, because that'll make much more sense if the person doesn't fucking know anything, you know? Yeah. They're just a 10 year old in their region. Whereas now you've got the same Ash who's like, got like six different continents worth of knowledge that he forgets every season yeah and also have ash come back as a let's say a gym leader not a gym leader but like a pokemon trainer who has essentially reached their potential think think about gold you've played gold before right yep when you finish gold um or one of gold silver one of them you can go up this mountain and you will find Red. And Red is the original protagonist of the very first game. So you find him on this mountain. And he's got like these level 90 Pokemon. I'm speaking under correction. And I'm of course using Hyperbole. Hyperbole? While I'm talking. So I'm um, exaggerating. But he's got really powerful Pokemon. And you see what happens to a person who has become a master of pokemon 
you have to reach a whole new level in order to just gain access to him so that you can fight him and see how well your Pokemon that you have measures up against them. And I would like Ash in that type of role. Lead a, a somewhat mentor-like role, but have him still present in the show, but as an older character. Someone who's able to give like advice. I mean, like Ash, Ash never uh, becomes a, a, a like fully developed character. He never like, um, you know, you never see him putting all the 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 information together and you know becoming one of these like gym leaders or or leader type roles. So I agree with you. That would be a really cool role for for Ash to take. Yeah. So going going from stepping away from the anime over here. Games. What was your favorite Pokemon yeah. game? Um, so the one I played the most growing up would have probably been uh, Crystal, which I think was the Game Boy Color or Advanced version of um, Gold and Silver put together. So yeah, um, that was the one I probably played the most because I had that physically on on a Game Boy, and then later on I got a copy of Fire Red which I played a lot of as well. So those are probably the two games I played the most. Um, and then, like, um, not non-Game Boy um, games. I also played, obviously, Pokemon card games. And I also did play the Pokemon trading card game online and the Game Boy version. So, yeah, that's basically the, the Pokemon games I played a lot of. I've played pretty much all of them um, on, like, ROMs and things like that. So from... Blue, yellow. I liked yellow. I played yellow on my phone in varsity for I don't know, like two years. <laughs> I played through like almost every day, walking between classes and stuff like that. I would play Pokemon Yellow. It was a very fun game. Even even today, it still holds up. So yeah, yeah. that's basically how it is for me. Yeah, I mean, I for me, I was. Pokemon Gold was one of my one, the one game I really got stuck into and I started playing it a lot and I really enjoyed playing Pokemon Gold and then at one point I got a hold of Pokemon Ruby and Pokemon Ruby was the one game that like I just loved from there on out. It introduced a whole bunch of ways of interacting with your Pokemon. You could take your Pokemon and go into beauty contests and have them show off their moves. So you have Pokemon that are specifically bred so that their moves are more beautiful than other moves so that you can win over judges. Um, and the whole game was just more polished. And it also featured um, Team Aqua and Team Magma. Uh, I think that was Team Magma that had... Ruby had Magma. And yeah, Ruby and Sapphire. Um, so Ruby is Magma, Sapphire is Aqua. Yeah, and the what Team Magma did actually just changed the whole landscape of the game because they were a team that was going out they wanted to create more land for the world yeah so they wanted to get groudon and then groudon would make the sunshine even hotter and that will cause all of the water lines to to go down and you see how them taking control of this pokemon actually affected the world similarly in pokemon sapphire um, Team Aqua wants to get Kyogre and they want to get Kyogre so that they can make more water for more animals or more sea life to live in. And yeah. you see how that changes how the world looks. And to have a game, a Game Boy game, 
that change so so vividly, yet keeping the same um, mechanics while you are flying around, while you are dealing with things. It was it was pretty cool. So Team um, Pokemon Ruby was the one that I fell in love with, and then there was Pokemon Fire Red, and Fire Red was you played Pokemon Yellow on your way from Varsity um, all around. I played Pokemon Fire Red and Pokemon Leaf Green on my phone. And it was just when, like, Xperia, that Xperia Z2 came out. And I went, yeah. yo, yo, I'm working now. Great, I great well Pokemon get... phone. Mm-hmm. I got that phone and I was like, I caught all 151 Pokemon. I managed to, like, trade them off between the two different games. And I was so yeah, happy with that phone. You, yeah, the one emulator lets you trade between saves. It's amazing. Yeah, I was I was very happy, and uh, then I was robbed, and someone took the phone away from me, and oh. I didn't have those. I was like, "Can I get the memory card?" And he's like, "No, dude, I'm not talking to you longer than you have. To. I have to. I'm taking your shit now." So he took my stuff, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I lost that's, all of my Pokemon progress, that, <laughs> and bad. this great phone." But Pokemon Fire Red was also a great game that I love playing. It was more polished than Pokemon um, Ruby, and it let you play in the Kanto region, where you could have your starter learn a special move at the end of the day. And I loved the starters. Like when I had that, uh, excuse me, that game, I made sure that my starter Charizard, uh, Charmander, became a full-fledged Charizard. And I always made sure I had the most ideal team when I would go up against uh, the Elite Four. You know, uh, I'm going to give you a rundown of the Pokemon that fell into that category. Like I had Charizard, which is it's my favorite Pokemon. Charizard's an amazing Pokemon. Uh, Pidgeot, because I wanted a flying Pokemon. Machan. Is this your is this your your end end game? Uh, yeah. Uh, goal for for Kanto now for Fire Red and Leaf Green. Yeah, I'm giving you a, yeah, round, okay. a roundup. Okay, okay, a roundup. okay cool. Let, let's go. I'm just saying, these are the Pokemon that would be on the yeah, list. Yeah. So I'd have yeah. Pidgeot, um, who was a decent flyer and a normal Pokemon as well. Machamp and Polyrath, I had to choose between the two of them because Polyrath was already a fighting Pokemon and Machamp was great, but it wasn't water as well. With, with yeah. uh, Polyrath, you have the water going on. Yeah, uh, Polyrath wins. Gengar was a ghost Pokemon, and Gengar's just boss. He's baller. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's another. I'll tell you another reason why Gengar is awesome in a minute. But carry on. All right, all right, all right. Um, I I would also have a a toss up, seeing if I wanted a Marowak or not. But I always made sure I had Lapras because Lapras had ice moves, and ice moves when you need ice, it is greatly needed. When you don't have ice, your your team is missing something. So Lapras was always the one who brought in that that ice moves. And you, what is your ideal team? What's your fi- your final team? <laughs> All right, so I actually have the actual my actual list from my Fire Red playthrough in front of me. So oh. my first character that I would always try and get to, and I know this is this game. This character always comes or Pokemon comes quite late game, so I don't have it in in my team the whole way through. So Dragonite. So. Ooh. When I can, that's probably who I would lead my line with, uh, usually. But before before um, Dragonite comes into my team, then I lead my line with Marowak. 
So first Pokemon, Dragonite, second Pokemon is Marowak. Third Pokemon is Jinx. So that's my ice type. Jinx, Jinx is, is actually like Jinx I actually just have for like catching other Pokemon when I'm high level. So it does a lovely kiss which puts you all to sleep. Um Ice Beam, you know, pretty low damage um, <laughs> to most Pokemon. So it works fine. And then uh, Arcanine um, is my fire type. I was always a fanboy for Growlithe and Arcanine. So I really, really like Arcanine. So uh, Arcanine is in my team as well. Um, and then I already said Marowak. The reason I like Marowak a lot is because uh, Marowak can learn Flamethrower. So that covers basically all of his weaknesses just with one move. Um, <laughs> and then you already said Polyrath. I also have Polyrath in. Um, I do Poly Polyrath. I have Hypnosis and Focus Punch as my sort of fighting combo. And then just Rain Dance and Hydro Pump as my water, water combo. Nice. And then Gengar is my my final one that is in my team. And the reason why I love Gengar so much is... He is the Pokemon I use in my team to cover all the types that I might not have got that I that might not have covered perfectly through my other Pokemon, because Gengar can learn Shadow Ball, uh, so that's Ghost type move. Uh, it beats Ghost and Psychic moves. He can learn uh, Rock Smash, so um, that's a HM move in Fire Red, but it also beats Normal, Rock, Steel, Ice, and Dark. Um, because it's a fighting move then um, I teach my Gengar Thunderbolt which, take <laughs> care, which takes care of any flying and water types and then the last move I teach my Gengar is Giga Drain which is a grass type <laughs> move and it takes care of all of the ground and rock and water types Jeez. so um, <laughs> it means that uh, a Gengar covers my Gengar alone covers ghost, psychic, ground, rock, water, normal, steel, ice, dark, flying. Uh, yeah, so 10 different types Jeez. on one Pokemon. Jeez. <laughs> so that's why I like Gengar so much. His utility, the utility on Gengar is insane. And you can teach him any of the punch moves. So you can teach him like ice, fire, and thunder punch if you wanted to. Mm. So, you see, if I, if I wanted a Pokemon that could punch hard, I'd go with a Hitmonchan. <laughs> but then again, Actually, when my my Pokemon, I I don't have the exact the exact moves that my Pokemon had at that point. But yeah. I made sure that like my Pokemon were pretty um, well adapted to handle anything that came at them, and I made sure that my Charizard was just over leveled. I was like, "You're gonna be over leveled because I want you to be over leveled." And it is my favorite Pokemon. This this team can beat the Elite Four um, when when this team is around like level like forty or so, fifty or so. But Dragonite mm. will always be like level sixty five, I think, when you when you get it because it only yeah. evolves at level sixty five. So it's a Dragon there usually until then, and then my team. I'm not. I can't remember who 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 else I have in as my sixth Pokemon until I get. That it's probably a Pidgeot or yeah, it's probably a Pidgeot because um Dragonite is where I put my fly. Yeah. So you'll also notice that I don't use any starters because I don't like any of the starters in the games. <laughs> they they're boring. So 
to me um the way that the starters work it's basically picking easy medium or hard mode because if you pick um if you pick uh bulbasaur it's technically easy mode because your first gym is uh water and rock i think yeah so the first it means gym is rock and then your, sec- and then, your second and then, gym is misty so it's yeah, the water, it's water. Gym. Yeah, yeah, so that means that means Bulbasaur has advantage against your first two um, gyms, and he learns Razor or he learns Vine Whip, I think, at level ten. So you automatically yeah. have an advantage there. In um, if you take the Water type uh, Squirtle, so Squirtle, or yeah, it doesn't really matter, but in, in whichever game. But if you take the Squirtle in 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 Fire Red, that's like your your normal mode. Because first gem is rock, water beats rock, second gem is water, and from then on it's sort of open ended. So so you just, you're not gonna have like um type advantage in your second gem. And then Charmander is the one that's at disadvantage, so that's technically hard mode because despite Charmander being the, the dank strong one, your your first gem is uh rock type, so you're gonna have uh advantage or, or disadvantage against the rock type and then secondly you're going to play against water, water and you're going to have disadvantage against water as well so that's yeah, the way see. i look at it i don't really see them i don't really like charmander squirtle uh, that if uh, if i could i'd rather start with like growlith polywag and uh Okay, well, there aren't that many good grass Pokemon. Bellsprout. So like, maybe, yeah, not Bellsprout. <laughs> I would say I would say something other than... So, instead of going grass, uh, water, and fire, do something else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably do something else. No, no, they won't. They won't. It will always be like that. They'll yeah, always have a grass, a it. fire, and because all the Because those gyms... three beat each other. It's just because yeah. those three beat each other so nicely. And it's clear cut, you know, with the three of yeah. them. Whereas I, I am fortunate enough to love Charmander, um, and I think I fell in love with him. That one episode in the anime where Clark found, or not Clark, uh, Ash found uh, Charmander, and Charmander had this little leaf over its fire so that the yeah. fire wouldn't go out, and he was trying to make sure that he stayed alive for when his trainer was going to come back for him. And Ash was like, yo, we're going to look after this Charmander. And at that point, I was like, dude, I love that Pokemon. It's amazing. I want to keep it. I want to have one in my house. And I want to live with one forever. Because well, that's I what I felt about Growlithe, you know? Like, oh, Arcanine, yeah. <laughs> you get, Arcanine I, I get, like, Jarazard is like a dragon that flies. But, like, yeah. Arcanine is like this big-ass fluffy dog that runs around. <laughs> There's no super speed. It. You know, so. if I could, if I could. I would have my entire team just made up of fire Pokemon. I would have Charmander, uh, Charizard, I'd have Rapidash, I would have um, Arcanine in there. Um, what other cool fire Pokemon are there? Magmar. <laughs> Magmar, Magmar, yeah. Magmar is yeah. pretty cool. Uh, there's there's yeah. Vulpix and Ninetales. Oh, yeah, Vulpix is pretty amazing as well. Not all nine, um, Ninetales, yeah. Vulpix is kind of, kind of like silly. But it, it's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> I, I like cute Pokemon. Give me a cute Pokemon as well. <laughs> but having cute Pokemon is what made my um, my Ruby playthrough just more satisfied for me. Because I had a Blaziken 
and Blaziken is fire and fighting. Um, I had a God of War, which is a psychic Pokemon. Um, looks like a woman. I had Altara, which was a dragon and a flying Pokemon to cover my bases. Blossom, because it it's like a little a little child, like Hula. Yeah, Blossom Hula, is Hula. awesome. I'm like, you're so cute. How about I teach you like Solar Beam, <laughs> and then we'll take it from there. Um, I had Elekid, because Elekid Elekid is cute. And there was another Pokemon called uh, Mawil, which was a steel and fairy Pokemon. And I remember that playthrough because I'm pretty sure that is the one game I played the most. And essentially, I would always gravitate towards those Pokemon to cover yeah. all of my bases. When uh, I, I played Ruby, I just played the I picked the Fire Starter, and then I played the whole game with just that that Pokemon. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but. <laughs> but but that's not how you were meant to play the game. You're supposed but to. I could, but I could because it was fire and fighting, I think. So, <laughs> yeah. so it literally, it covered so many types that I was just like, wait, I don't need other Pokemon. <laughs> Go to the Elite Four, you're like, I've got one Pokemon. They're like, oh, how'd you get here? It's like, no, no, I ran. I ran on my Blaziken. <laughs> my Blaziken just carried me. <laughs> but that was, I loved I love that game. I love how those Pokemon covered all their bases. I think at one point I had... Sorry, just, just one more thing. I think at one point I had five Zigzagoons <laughs> and a Blaziken <laughs> as my team. And I didn't let the Blazikens evolve. I got them to like level 19 or 20 to max up their item find. So all I would do is run around finding items with my with my Zigzagoons, killing things with my Blaziken. <laughs> 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 that's that was a way my, to play the game <laughs> that was one of my review playthroughs and i've also done a pokemon i've also done a pokemon yellow uh playthrough where i picked where I, I played with with pikachu but then i took um i traded in to myself all the pokemon that i wanted for my final team so i gave myself in the beginning of the game a polywag um i gave myself uh, a ghastly. I gave myself a Cubone, uh, a Growlithe, and, uh, and I think a Dragonite. And then I left Jinx out because Jinx uh, is just a Jinx. It doesn't evolve in in Kanto in, in in Yellow. It doesn't have the the smooch and baby form. Okay. <clears throat> Um, that only that only comes in in Johto. And that was also a very fun playthrough to like have your six. And then it doesn't matter who you catch or whatever. Like you just play your six Pokemon that you wanted from the beginning, right through the game, and that felt really cool as well. That was a cool playthrough. And then my most recent playthrough on the game, I basically picked um, play. I played with a team that I never used. So like Pokemon that I've never used in a team. So I had a team with like Muck and like Hypno and like Executor. And like uh, Nido King and Queen and something else. That was like my my team. And I, and I think I took a, a Spearow instead of a Pidgeot. That was like the, the the team I played with on my last playthrough. Um, and that was I think a Fire Red playthrough. And you still managed. So, yeah, that, yeah that's you, what... can, it's, you just got to level higher. Like that. That's that's how the game works. It's like if you just train a bit more, then your Pokemon will eventually be stronger than the thing you're trying to overcome is you just got to try enough times yeah and also you can play the game however you want to play the game is so simple that you're like i want to play it with this challenge i want to beat the game with a metapod 
you can beat the game with a metabod. It's going to be an entirely different playthrough, despite the fact that you're working with a thing. Lots of potions and just never use the... Uh, you just use struggle, so you never go to the dance <laughs> Yes, lots of potions. That There wasn't one guy who played with a magic op all the way through to the end. He just had a magic op and he's like, this is what I'm going to use to beat the 84. So he used up all the TA, all the, the moves, all the PP well, on his moves, and he just used struggle going forward. <laughs> the strongest the strongest Pokemon um, in the game, I think, is a Magikarp using uh, Magikarp with Focus Band, I think, or something like that, that like, is the combo. And yeah. then, basically, Magikarp stays on, like, one life. And <laughs> then you just then you just keep using uh, flail or there's like a move that you use when Magikarp's on one life. When a Pokemon's on one life, it's like it's like a one hit KO or something like that, or it does like a lot of damage. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but basically people use a one HP Magikarp as a sweeper. Jeez, I did. Jeez, uh, <laughs> there's a there's a video about it somewhere. I'm sure, or a thing about it, like where you, where Magikarp can be deadly. Yeah. And I mean, considering it's just a game where you just catch different Pokemon and all the items that you receive, you can put on things to make sure that, you know, your Pokemon is as effective as possible. Think back on Marowak. Yeah, I was just going to say, one yeah. of the things that makes Marowak so strong is he learns Double Edge, but he can have the ability Rockhead, which ignores Recoil. And then he basically... Um, it basically means you've got like a hundred strength or two hundred strength attack that doesn't have any drawback anymore. Yeah. So you just have uh, that thing, and you're like, "Cool, I'm gonna use this Pokemon now because it's got this this great great uh, move." There are also other moves like um, I think it's synchronize or refresh. Now synchronize usually passes on status problems from your one Pokemon to whatever Pokemon it is fighting. And refresh would essentially wipe off all status moves at the beginning of the next turn. So, like, you start, you get poison. Next, next round, your poison just goes away. And it's little things like that, nuances to the game that makes playing the game always something fresh and always something new that you can come back to. And the one thing that makes Pokemon games so different from other games are their villains. In the first couple of games, you take on Team Rocket, and we discuss how Giovanni is a obviously evil dude. But then we have other teams like Team Aqua and Team Magma who wanted to change the world in order to make sure that they have more life in the world. You don't play against in the games. You don't play against the same uh, like division or part of Team Rocket as the anime. And the same yeah. way, um, and the anime does also uh, show that, that there's like several divisions of, of Team Rocket doing different things at different times. And so you are, when you're playing the, your Pokemon playthrough, you're doing sort of a different, uh, you're following the same sort of similar path to what Ash and them followed, but you're, you're, you're interacting with different people, like different, uh, some of the same people, but some, some are like, different team rocket different operations you know like when they're chopping when they're catching all the slowpoke and chopping their tails off so they can sell slowpoke tails um, yeah 
like these weird things like like that's not i think in the in the anime but then the snorlax blocking the road that isn't that is in the game and in the anime so like there are some crossover things and some features that are are different yeah and I, i like the fact that they are different but they still tie into the same world but i want to i want to let you know about these other teams like things just get crazy there's aqua and magma which i discussed earlier in the Sinnoh region right you have team galactic and they want to recreate the universe in their leaders like image so they want to destroy the whole universe and create it once again so they look after the, they want the lake guardians, you know, Uxi and those other Pokemon and Dialga. I have no idea what any of those words mean. Okay, I thought I thought you came across them in Pokemon Go because that's where I came across them as well. No, no, I didn't play that, that when 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 Hoenn and that stuff started coming out. That's right ah. when I stopped playing. Ah, you see, I'm still playing it and I don't know how to stop. Uh, then we have Team Plasma. Now they had an interesting outlook. They wanted people to stop enslaving Pokemon. So they wanted justice for Pokemon. They wanted to make sure every Pokemon was free and no but, one had Pokemon that... Do they use Pokemon to do that? Of course they use Pokemon to do that. The ultimate goal was essentially to be the only owners of Pokemon in the world. Uh, <laughs> they wanted I to see. free the world, so they had a cover. They started with, like, we want a free Pokemon, and then in the background... They're like, yeah, we're just going to own all the Pokemon and we will be the Pokemon owners in in the entire world. And that was Team Plasma. And there was another team called Team Flare in the Carlos region. I don't even know where Carlos region is. But it was uh, they just wanted to make money and they wanted uh, Mega Stones to have Mega Evolutions trigger in their Pokemon. And they also wanted to use the ultimate weapon, whatever that is, and they wanted to eliminate anyone in their past so that they could just make as much money as they can. And Team Skull is a team in Aloha. Alola? Alola. And they they were just they were just a bunch of like hooligans together. <laughs> like we're just going to steal money and we want to make enough money to to become, you know, as good as we can be as a small business of thugs. And then Team Rocket came back and they were called team rainbow rocket now this is giovanni that has traveled through different worlds so he's traveled through different dimensions and he ultimately wants to take over all different worlds using ultra beast pokemon so (laughs) giovanni went from like being okay to being i'm just going to take over everything so you have these different here different villains and you are contrasting them because you're just like, I've just got my group of Pokemon and I, I like I like how they live and how, how they operate. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to fucking take over everything. This is what we're doing. Except for Team Skull. They're just, just hooligans. They don't know no organization. Is this all <laughs> in the games? Yeah, these are all in the games. <laughs> and you've, you've, play, you've played all these games. I have not played all these games. Okay, I have come across a couple of these games. So, so, uh, so how do you, is this is this stuff that you researched for this episode? Yeah, it's stuff that I read up uh, on because I wanted to uh, learn a little bit more. Because I have fucking no idea, but I have no idea any <laughs> of this that you were just saying now. Like literally nothing. That was like, <laughs> uh, 
you might have been talking you could have been talking about a completely different show but what, but what all, all i thought about was maybe i should go watch the 25 seasons of pokemon and oh. then do a, a then do a recap on this episode Jeez. Like come back to this and be like oh yeah so now i've tortured myself with uh 25 seasons of pokemon um it still doesn't make any fucking sense or maybe it does i don't know okay uh do you want to do that because uh i don't want to do that but i feel like i might need to just to like know for sure what the fuck's going on in pokemon yeah i I like this old team rainbow rocket there that idea i'm like hey he travels through different universes but that has to do with like most likely the pokemon guard which is arceus and arceus is like the pokemon guard that you can catch in a pokeball in the game which which doesn't sit well with me because how can you catch God? But I'm giving this obviously too much thought because they they surely they haven't given it that much yeah, thought. They've not given it that much thought. <laughs> <as well. laughs> but yeah, the the villains essentially you come across these villains, and each one of them are vastly different from the other one, and some of them are just like hooligans, and some of them don't have a clear structure. Um, some of them are using fronts in order to take care of everything else, and I, 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 I quite like it. I want to. I actually want to watch a little bit more regarding this, but uh, it's going to be a struggle. It's be quite a struggle to go through. <laughs> so, um, out of all the Pokemon, let's look at the legendaries. Who's your favorite legendary? Well. I'm only going to be picking out of <clears throat> Kanto and Johto because those uh, are the okay. legendaries. Those are the legendaries that I know. Um, Lugia was always awesome. Ho was like more mysterious, so you don't really see much about Ho in the in the anime or in the games, unless you catch it. And then obviously you can see as much as you want of it. Um, I like the original uh, three birds, um, Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos. Those are those are really cool. Um, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not so big on the legendaries either. They're they're like they're legendaries. They're like for story purposes, you know. They're not really like when the fact that they're playable in the games and stuff is a little bit like uh, I don't know. Go about. about it. Yeah, I mean, like they're not—they're not really that strong in the games, because no. like, they've got—they've got dual type, so they've got, and it's usually like, like, you know, flying and and lightning. It's like, okay, well, I hit you with a rock. It's times four. <laughs> uh, you know, weakness. So, it's it's yeah, it's not cool. Not cool. Um, Lugia is cool. I like Lugia. Um, that's probably my favorite one, I guess, out of the legendaries. How about yeah. you? I'm I'm just gonna be stock standard, dude. Mewtwo. Out of all of the the legendaries that you come across, technically, yeah, Mew and Mewtwo are legendaries. Yeah, then I'll pick yeah. Mew. Yeah, because um, the out of all the Pokemon, he actually had a movie dedicated, two movies dedicated to him, and it was those movies fleshed out his character. They fleshed out his motivation. You also have the spin-off where you have Detective Pikachu with a Mewtwo in the story, and it's the same Mewtwo that you came across in the game. 
And he was essentially the only Pokemon I would keep a Master Ball for. Because in the game, you get a Master Ball, and I'll be like, cool, I'm going to keep this Master Ball. I'm I would do the same. <laughs> you walk up. I would catch every single Pokemon in a red yeah. Pokeball, even my legendaries. Because mm. in, the, in Pokemon Fire Red and all of that, the, yeah. the problem was when you catch a Pokemon with a colored ball, then whenever you throw the, po- the Pokeball, it's that ball. And I was yeah. like, nah, fuck that. I want red Pokeballs when I throw when I throw a Pokeball. <laughs> so like, I would sit and be like, okay, I'm going to catch me a fucking Zapdos in a fucking red Pokeball now. Let's go. <laughs> and then I'll be like, come there with like nine, 999 fucking Pokeballs. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so you essentially played the game on a hard mode. And uh, you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it, dude. Like having having your whole team all be in red Pokeballs is just one of the best feelings, man. Like it's like, oh yeah, I don't need great balls or ultra balls or any of that shit. Like I caught this shit legit with that like tiny, tiny catch chance. But yeah. ultra balls are also legit. They all legit. All of these Pokeballs are legit. Uh, no, wait. They don't, look, they don't look as cool. The red one looks the best. It's the classic. What well, I like the blue Pokeball, the great ball, and I like the the ultra ball. I like all the Pokeball balls actually. Those the four original Pokeballs: the Pokeball, the great ball, the ultra ball, and the master ball. There was yeah, those, I, those. I like the master ball, and I only I also only kept that for for Mewtwo. That was the only reason I would use the, <laughs> the only time I would have anything other than the the red pokeball you see i kept the yellow balls for the straight uh, the um the birds so i would catch the birds with the yellow ball and any other rare pokemon like that i would catch with a yellow ball and uh, it depends on how rare the pokemon is if the pokemon is uh relatively common i'll catch it in a red pokeball and then if it's more uncommon or it's an uncommon pokemon i would catch it in the great ball and then rarer Pokemon I would catch in um, the Yellow Ball, the Ultra Ball. And then, of course, the Master Ball was for Mewtwo because I didn't want to fight Mewtwo. I was scared. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's just too powerful. I'll just and, and throw also, this one ball. Like, doesn't, he have a, doesn't he have a fleet? No, no, he could just wipe your whole team. That's the thing. Yeah. He also has Refresh and um, a healing spell as well. One of those healing moves. So he would just lose all his status, uh, all his like poison status, and then he would like put his, his HP back up to full, and you're like, ah, now I have to keep fighting this guy, and I've been fighting him for two hours. I can't keep doing this. <laughs> but yeah, and before we before we wrap up everything um, over here, because I feel we have talked through all of the talking points I would like to talk about. Um, awesome. What's your thoughts on Eevee? Eevee. I like Eevee. I like Eevee as a Pokemon concept. Um, yeah. I actually was glad to find out that that's actually one of the things I feel like the later seasons or the later regions have done well is adding a Leafeon. Like the fact that there Ooh. wasn't a Leafeon all along is it was annoying. Because uh, I mean, why do you have the starters of fire, water and uh, grass, but then Eevee, it's suddenly lightning again. Uh, or, or thunder again or, or electricity again or electric again whatever yeah it's it's just it doesn't make sense so to have uh glaceon added is awesome you already have the espion and umbreon you know psychic and dark 
so so that works out nice and then i think they've got fairy as well so if you do a moonstone you get the the fairy one um and then it just made sense you know glaceon is ice as well so i like the i like the evolutions as they call it uh (laughs) evolutions or whatever they they make a lot of sense and it's better that they have so many and in the game one of my playthroughs i did play with uh with evies i think i played with it was a fire it was a fire red or a leaf green i played through where i had a jolteon a vaporeon and a flareon in my team but i got bored of it because their moveset isn't that isn't that broad so you have to use like you have to use like tms and stuff to make it worthwhile and i just wasn't just to invest that kind of time in them so yeah i mean like like i i unfortunately can't help but compare to like my actual team you know where um as a kid when i played through i wouldn't use any moves that didn't do damage but now as like uh when i played through these times i'm a bit more like you know uh put more thought process goes into my move sets you know like that gengar i was telling you about or yeah. like my poly, my poly wrath where i use rain dance and hydro pump as like just to kick up hydro pump a bit because you don't have that many uh you don't have that much pp on your hydro pump in the beginning so even if you even if you increase the pp on the thing i think you can only increase it to like 15 or 14 or something like that yeah um on, on hydro pump like that's like the highest you can get it to i think i can't remember and then the problem is that 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 might not be enough to go through the whole elite four so you have to use like pp refreshes and stuff like that um yeah and we already mentioned like uh, marowak so I just want to add, like my Marowak, when I use him, I teach him strength. So he he's my my he has one HM move, um, and then <clears throat> I te- he has double edge with rocket, so he doesn't take recoil, flamethrower to cover you know all, like most of his weaknesses, and then earthquake obviously as his stab move, and you can basically sweep the whole elite four with just a Marowak like that at like probably at like level 45 already he can Jeez. he can he can pretty much do it on his own with a couple of like heels in between yeah um, like it, it become it's too ridiculous like how strong double edges on a marowak is just it's just crazy <laughs> um and then the same with sunny day and flamethrower on arcanine like yeah it works really well and then arcanine already knows bite and then if you breed your growlith so if you take an arcanine and a houndoom right and you yeah. breed them then the and the and the hound doom has crunch then the baby Arcanine, the baby growlith will have crunch instead of bite and crunch oh. is a much crunch is a much better uh dark type move it does more damage and it has i think a higher flinch chance yeah so, so you can essentially make an arcanine that has crunch sunny day flamethrower extreme speed if you wanted to um yeah. And then yeah, my Dragonite is the last one, and that one I always give my Fly and Surf, uh, so it ha- it can cover water types, it can cover it, well, the water type damage, it can cover the fly the flying type damage, then it learns Outrage, which is this which I think is the strongest Dragon type move, and yeah. then if you really want to be over the top with your Dragonite, you can teach it Steel Wing as well, and then that covers the Ice types that would attack you as a Dragon type, because then yeah. Steel beats Ice so um dragonite is a pretty cool pokemon as well so 
Yeah, Dragon Knight is is a pretty cool Pokemon. That's why that's why he he that's why when I'm playing when I've got my Dragon Knight, then I put him right in front because it takes so long to get one. Uh, when yeah. I fucking got him, I'm, when I got him, I'm gonna fucking use him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I usually have like my starter that I run all the way through at the end. Yeah. And the reason why I always had a starter is because at the beginning of the game, once you hit a certain level, then your Pokemon stop obeying you. So they start like loafing around like Ash's Charizard, but your starter will always obey you. Always. Doesn't matter what level he is, he will always obey you. It's the one Pokemon that will, you are sure if you tell him, attack yeah. now, he won't be loafing the thing around. Is, when I play when yeah. I play Pokemon, I've never had that issue. Like yeah. um by the time I've got my second gym badge, then I think Pokemon up to level thirty listen to you. Yeah. So then so then it's like okay, well, I don't need the stronger than level 30s really to take on the fourth gym. And then after the fourth gym, it's level 50s. And if you've got a team of level 50s after the fourth gym, then then you've already got like quite a strong team. Like that's that's then you've been playing quite a bit. Yeah. You know, in between gyms. But because if you just play the playthrough and follow the path and fight the trainers and stuff like that, you're usually strong enough to fight the gyms if you're not just using one Pokemon all the time. Yeah. If you're, using one, if you're using one Pokemon the whole time that isn't your starter, then you do run into that problem where, where your Pokemon stops, stops obeying. For me, it was Pokemon that I traded. So I would trade yeah. a Pokemon uh, yeah. from someone. And then yeah, you then have that, that doesn't listen. Yeah, that Pokemon doesn't listen from like literally yeah. one experience point past its level. Exactly. So, so that's where I came across that. I think I got my Hitmonchan like that because I got it from a one dude. And I was like, yeah, I got a hit on chat. I'm going to try and use it now. And you use it, it hits that level cap. And then he goes one experience over. And it's like, no, I'm not listening anymore. And you're like, but, but sir, please, <laughs> I need you. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just going to loaf around. Um, yeah, so Pokemon is a, uh, I, it's so, the game is so diverse. And that's why I'm always sad when a new um, Pokemon game comes out. Because they can do so much with the game. We've discussed on the on the previous podcast. Yeah, on the games, the about the games, games episode. Yeah. What we want from a Pokemon game and it hasn't changed and it never will change. Yeah. That's the, that's the Pokemon game we deserve. That's the Pokemon yeah. game we deserve. A proper game where we can populate the Pokemon world the same way that like you know the 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 way that like the like a more anime type game. Then, yeah. then more like the anime less like this linear sort of like straight progression game yeah and the, and the newest pokemon game scarlet and yeah those the two new games that recently launched essentially from what i've seen you start with the legendary pokemon and your legendary pokemon is essentially your transport everywhere so you're like i have to run here i'll just jump on my legendary pokemon who will turn into like this running Pokemon, like this little horse that you would just like run everywhere, or a little bike that you would ride everywhere. And I was like, yo, dude, that's not how you treat legendary Pokemon. Uh, but they are, of course, trying to make it more accessible to the younger viewers, to people who are com- just coming into this world. And if Pokemon continues that, they will continue to be profitable. What yeah. I want is, I want them to continue to be profitable, but I also want them to throw something out 
throw yeah, us a lean bone, into that you know? nostalgia. Lean into the yeah. nostalgia, but give us something exactly. from the old days. Yeah, you will. You have a ton of people who, if they yeah, there's a Pokemon game that comes out like this. Think about the people who are our age and the people who are older than us who are still gamers. They are the people who will I dedicate will spend my, I will spend a lot my of money time so hard. It. I will spend my money on that so hard. I'd, I, I would pay, like, like what is the what is the the going rate for like a premium game right now? A thousand two hundred odd rand. I would probably uh, pay like a thousand five hundred rand for like a full on fucking Pokemon game. If yeah, it I, were, if it delivered on all of those things. Yeah. I would do that too. I'll be like, yo, take my money. I will give you my money. Because then I, I would play, I would have two games that I play then. I would play yeah. Pokemon and I would play Minecraft. And then I would not <laughs> play anything else. <laughs> Stardew Valley can go and sit on the back burner. You can raise Pokemon now. Because uh, yeah, exactly. all they do is they give like, they make sure that the, the game is at a high price. But if it's at a high price, they have to make sure it, it hits all of those notes. So if it delivers yeah, exactly. on everything that we want, we don't mind paying any amount for it because we are working people now. I will pay a children. fucking subscription. I will pay yeah. a subscription even. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I don't want to pay for fucking Microsoft three six five, but I will pay for Pokemon fucking three six five. Exactly, I will pay for that. They're like, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you pay monthly, but you get everything you ever wanted from the game. I would pay for it. I, I would straight up pay. Uh, <clears throat> Nintendo. If you are listening to this right now and you've made it so far into the episode, first, thank you for listening. Like, we appreciate you listening to the two of us talk about Pokemon and how much we enjoy this world. Secondly, we're giving you this for free, okay? We don't want any money from it. In fact, we are willing to pay you money to make our dreams a reality. And it will be a it, it will knock out all other, comp- all other games for contention. Because the people who will buy into this are people who are not going to be swayed by new fancy whistles and whatnot. You working at nostalgia off nostalgia angle? And I will pay you. I will pay you lots and lots of money <laughs> for all that nostalgia. And I won't complain about it at all. You know what? I would even stream it. I will stream it. Uh, my streaming details is in the description. Just a small little, little bubble. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking of streaming, you're busy streaming Hogwarts Legacy at the moment, right? Yeah, I'm streaming Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I'm almost uh, through with my first playthrough, but I'm not quite sure how far I am. So I'm streaming on um, uh, over the weekends. I stream twice this weekend. Um, I'm planning on streaming again on Saturday for a couple of hours. Um, and it is an extremely lovable game. I just love how they took that world of Harry Potter and they just fleshed it out. They were like, yeah, this is the world. I hope you enjoy this world. And it was amazing. It is amazing. And I hope they do the same thing with Pokemon. Because you can catch, you can catch like beasts as well in the game. So you just have this little bag that you open up and then you catch beasts with it. And I'm like, hey, we could use that mechanic. We could go use it for Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah, I I will be streaming this weekend again. Um, I'll stream Hogwarts Legacy. Um, hopefully you can all join me. My information is in the, the description of this video. I've made it a hyperlink now. So you can simply click on it and it will take you to the site. I've done the exact same thing for our episode. If you click on that, you'll be able to go exactly to where we are hosting from, Podbean. 
leave a comment there um anything how you feel about the the show what you want us to do going forward um and just you know join the conversation but that has been our conversation on pokemon this is of course another one of those part one conversations because we will revisit this topic again at some point in the future um and we are just looking forward to chatting a lot about the games that that we love and how it inspired a whole world for us to dig into all right i i have been full and this has been mark yes i'm still mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is our side right, we'll see you guys next time thank see you for you listening and if you're in mexico we love you yeah of course <laughs> we love the mexicans how can we not love the mexicans like th- I mean, thank you we, we love everyone who listens but but if you're mexican and you're listening we love you more <laughs>